Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. I'd like to welcome to the podcast Amy Zerner, a prominent fashion designer of uh, clothing and other apparel. Who's, she's been uh, specializing in this for years, and it's quite extraordinary how she goes about it and what she produces. Amy, where, first of all, where can you buy this apparel? It's uh, exclusive for Bergdorf Goodman, where I've been for 20 years. And um, I, I'm told you have quite a following. Uh, people interested in it. Uh, mostly, what are they, like caftans and, and jackets? They're all one-of-a-kind pieces, so it's everything from jackets to caftans to gowns and coats. Uh, as an artist, I love doing one-of-a-kind pieces, and then people collect them as art pieces. So in general, they don't stop at just one. People that collect them are unusual people who love something different and love something kind of magical. And they collect some women have 30 pieces, 20 pieces. And, you know, I, I have a passion for it. How did you get started in doing some of these all those years ago? It, it started because I'm an artist and I work with fabrics and I make wall pieces that are tapestry collages. So because I use such a mixture of media, I started making jackets for myself to wear to my art shows so that I could walk around and explain what I do and point to my back. And uh, about 21 years ago, I ran into an old friend from college and I showed her what I did. And she said she was a personal shopper at Bergdorf Goodman and I should show her buyer. I had never really thought of taking it to that level. So I had a handful of them, about six pieces. And I went into New York and showed the buyer and they took them right away. So Bergdorf's was my first store and my only store. And it's really like a museum of clothes, that store. And I've learned so much along the way, working personally with women and, and what they need and what makes them feel protected and what makes them feel empowered because I kind of put that kind of wonderful energy into the pieces as I make them. Someone told me that men buy these pieces, not for themselves, but for their wives. Yes, men are some of my best customers. Um, we had a little store in East Hampton for a couple of years, and I, I would say we had more men customers buying gifts. And, you know, they, they're very decisive. It's like, I want that, wrap it up. <laughs> what, what is the, the, uh, just the overall theme of the kind of work you're doing? They're mystical. They're magical. They have stories. They're, they're art that you wear and there's a story in the pan. I, my most complex pieces have my art panels on the back. And sometimes when I do commissions, I ask the person what symbols and signs they would like on them. So I put their special animal and their special place in history, say they love Paris. Um, so that's really fun for me as a creator to kind of makes me make something I wouldn't make for myself. 
the uh, pieces are um, collages. Yes. Where do you get your material? Well, you know, I've lived out here in the Hamptons uh, where you lived for so long that the thrift shops were kind of amazing always. So since the 60s, I've been scouring thrift shops and flea markets where I find antique laces and I find antique trims and wonderful things that were handmade by women in different eras. And I kind of mix them all together. My studio is floor to ceiling bins and boxes of all these treasures that I've collected. So when I make a piece, I make piles of fabrics that look like the sky or that look like water or that look like, um, you know, I really paint with the fabric. And it's a process of cutting and piecing and assembling and sewing. They're, they're labors of love. I read somewhere that in another interview that you say you go into some kind of trance and you, you do the work on the floor of your studio. I think that's why I like to do it so much. I, I kind of step aside and let the, the image come through me because I don't premeditate or sketch. I like to see what, what happens in that moment when I'm open to, to the universe to see what wants to come through me that day. I guess it's like a trance. <laughs> do you, do you uh, go out to yard sales at all? Not lately. I mean, because since I began, there's eBay and Etsy and all kinds of uh, online places where I can find things. And I do have quite a collection. And people always give me, they give me things their grandmothers saved or ties or things or scarves that people always save these things. They don't know what they're going to do with, but they think, ah, Amy knows what to do with this. So <laughs> and, I always and, got my scissors. And you're up in Springs. Uh, near me, actually. Yes, which is an art. Talk about energy in the air. This is an art energy that um, is not like any other place. And I think I've known you for like 45 years, right, Dan? I think so. And so we're always growing. We're always experimenting and trying new things like, like we're doing right now. Well, I've been uh, to your house and you have a studio space that's quite large attached to your house. So you can go in there and nobody bothers you? Is that how that works? Yes. And actually, the pandemic hasn't bothered me at all because <laughs> that's where I like to be. I like to be home making um, making beauty and making art. And that's what I'm meant to do. Where, where are you from originally and how did you come out? I, I grew up in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania in a very tiny town of 175 people. Um, my parents were both originally New Yorkers, but they moved there, um, Montessori. <laughs> I designed the county seal when I was like a teenager. A very pristine, very wild kind of area. And my parents got tired of it. And when I was 16, they, they wanted to move. So I didn't want to move. I was a cheerleader and there were only 600 kids in the whole county that, in the school. So I was afraid to move anywhere big. So I picked on the map, I picked Springs. And they had never been here and they drove out here and bought, bought our house. And once I got here and they, they called me up when they bought the house, they said, Amy, you're going to love it. Cause I was always an artist. They said, Dakuni lives around the corner. I said, who's Dakuni? <laughs> well, I found out when we moved here, but it's very auspicious that they let me choose this place. How did you, how did you decide on this place? Were there other, were there just, other? Intu just intuitively, actually, I glanced on the map. It said Springs 50 people. So it was an old map. <laughs> <Very old. laughs> 
Yes. Had you ever heard of it before? No, no. It, it, it was one of those things, you know, I, we're astrologers, we're tarot readers. This is just par for the course. I've always been, and my parents were actually very encouraging of my uh, my psychic intuitions. And did they come out here too? They drove out and bought the house that they were still in. It was the first house on this block, and um, they had never been here either. <laughs> That's quite a... Quite a story. Well, anyhow, I love it so much here. I don't want to go anywhere else. My mother was an artist. My father was an eccentric. <laughs> I was always encouraged to be an artist. My my grandfather is also an artist. So it's just kind of in my blood. And actually, my childhood drawings are so much like what I do now. It's princesses and queens with stars and moons and headdresses and my grandfather. He, he was a wonderful painter in, uh, of the Ashcan School. In New York, and he painted a lot in the Caribbean. That a bunch of kids look, and that's one of his paintings of uh, Central Park. That's wonderful. Tell me a little bit about uh, the books that you produced with uh, Monty, your husband. So together, I mean, this has been forty years. We've been doing books together. You know, as an artist, I kind of went around the art world, whatever that is. And I kind of made a path for myself and publishing opened up as soon as I was interested and I had an idea for a tarot deck. This was back in 1989. And I designed a whole deck of 78 tapestries that um, were reproduced as a popular tarot deck, which is still in print and still very popular. You know, tarot is more popular than ever. So as an artist, all of life is in the tarot. And that was uh, our first popular book. And we've done 50 books together, all with the kind of spiritual themes. I work with the themes of goddesses. And as an artist, it gives me a chance to work in a big series. And then Monty writes complimentary words and describes my work. And it's a wonderful collaboration. It's really uh, kind of a seamless life that we are created together and live together and, and you grow, grow together. Oh, cat. Our cat kind of runs our life, actually. <laughs> our cat Zane is 20, and he's very spoiled. We, you know, we didn't have kids, but Zane's a handful. He's enough. He's like a wild cat. You recently had a collaboration with Audrey Flack. Can you tell me a little bit? Yes. About well, you know, we met at your house. You used to, like, this must have been like 1976 or 77. You used to have Hootenannies. Yes. And Audrey was staring at me in your house across the room, and she said, you look just like a painting I did of the Madonna. And I did. I looked exactly like it. So that was how we met. That's how we came, became friends. And she's been a wonderful mentor. And, you know, we, we, we both love the, the goddess themes, and we both work with mythology and empowering women. In fact, the show we had last year was uh, called Goddesses. Here and now. So we're kind of reframing divine feminine, you know, what that can do to heal people. And she she works with it in her style. I work with it in my style. And uh, we're, we're just great friends. And I thank you for having the opportunity. You know, you never know when the synchronicity and the, the magic happens where you, you meet who you're supposed to meet. If someone uh, were to... If you meet someone who was wearing one of your jackets and it had these images on the back and they asked you to describe what 
they meant, what the images meant. Is there any common theme to all of it? I think it's just what I was saying that uh, the figure, I always usually have a figure of an angel or a goddess or um, a mythological creature, and they're very much a part of the landscape. I think the theme is that we're all connected. And I, I show that in different ways where I have earth and heaven and stars and moons and each part, the flower is just as important as the stars and the galaxy. And I always need to remind myself of that, how we're all connected. And I like to portray all those kind of connections in my work in different ways. And the fabrics and threads and ribbons that I use are, are symbolic of that. I'm sitting in front of one of my tapestries. Um, so you can sort of see all the la layering that I do with things that I cut out and piece together and the balance, uh, the harmony. So I kind of make um, harmony out of chaos. I was just thinking of the Wizard of Oz in the film. And I wondered if you, of course you'd seen it. Have you had anything that's uh, mentored you in, or that you admire from past workers, past artists? Oh, past artists, well, gosh, so many. I mean, my, my grandfather, when I was three, I, I sat on his knee and his hand kind of guided the brush. And I remember that very vividly. And my mother, of course, made her living as an artist. So I, I was always sure I could make a living as an artist. And then I love the Art Nouveau artists. I love the Art Deco artists. I love Klimt. I love um, Matisse. I mean, I don't know if they influenced me directly. I love fairy tale artists. Fairy tale books were very influential. Yeah. And, and wonderful il illustrators that did all that. But I feel like I kind of mix cultures together because the fabrics I find are from all over the world. And, and I, I look at antique etchings. I look at antique advertising. I just spent a lot of time looking at antique perfume ads. You can tell so much about history from from all that ephemera. Yeah, you could. Who, who was bought, some well-known people have bought your clothing? Well, I love, uh, I designed a lot of pieces for Miss Patti LaBelle, who's, who's a legend. Shirley MacLaine has worn my things. Rihanna wears my jewelry. Liz, Liz, Elizabeth Taylor from Bergdorf Goodman collected nine of my pieces. And that was quite an honor because she, she's a legendary beauty and, and actress. All kinds of people. I mean, I have a Saudi princess who's bought 80 of my pieces. <laughs> she's an interesting person. How I, how, you know, I have to think of her and design just what she likes or certain colors she doesn't like. But that's a challenge for me. I like that challenge. I'm talking to Amy Zerner, and I want to thank you for being on the podcast, uh, especially since you and I have been friends for so long. It's an honor to <laughs> be able to do this with you. Thank you, Dan. It's great to spend time with you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.